Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. And this one is not after dark. I don't like when I whisper after dark. You need to whisper it. There has to be something in between whispering and soft spoken. On ASMR, they have soft spoken ASMR and whispering. After dark. Yeah, like that. Okay. Do it again. After dark. That sounds like a robot. After dark. (laughs) (laughs) But this one is not after dark because there's not nary a sex scene. It is dark, just not after dark. Just not sex sensual. A dark edge to this story. There's a dark murder. And I picked it. So, of course, it's not super sensual. I sent you another that is extremely sensual. That Ooh, we're going to do that one next. Then. Later days. Yes. Okay. Sounds great. This one is called Duct Tape Divorce, which is not a play on words. It is just alliteration, kind of. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's two Ds. That's all. That's really all they got. But then think about rest this story our first symbol is just brought to you by the letter d because of what we're about to head into think about it it's all alliteration think about the names in this episode oh that's true i didn't even think about that it makes sense it's a little mini play on words in the title okay okay go you season three episode eight hey katie what do you call a fish with no eyes don't you what How dare you? Were you going to do that? It's at the top of my list. (laughs) Is that the only joke we know? And the only reason we know it is because of our friend. That's his favorite joke. Who? Oh, Jesse? That's his favorite joke. I know it because I was in one at like a theater class or something and they were like, think of a joke that is not like crass or against a person or against a you know doesn't have a bad word in it like an innocent joke and you have to think and that was like the one of the only ones we could think of besides like interrupting cow i am (laughs) you do interrupting cow i do interrupting pirate you don't you do a cow i thought it was a cow like knock knock yeah who's there you gotta do it yeah do it right okay who's there wait a minute knock knock who's there That doesn't make any sense. Well, the cow doesn't either. Would he just go moo? No, you go interrupting cow. And then as I'm saying interrupting cow who, you interrupt me. I ruined that joke. Adam, take all that out. We're going to try that again. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting pirate. Interrupting pirate who? Are you sure you want to be asking that question? (laughs) Okay. There. Kind of worked. How does the moo work? You just go meow. I don't know. Do it to me. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting Moo. cow. Who? No, absolutely not. Okay, it doesn't work. Okay. No, but what do you call a fish with no eyes? <laughs> Great. We did it. So I, am, I can't even, <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> right away, we see an image of someone cutting the head off a fish. And then we see a goldfish in a bag. And I was like, Oh my God, it's a fish. But I knew it was a fish because you texted me the the creature of the week is a fish. Is it though? Well, there's there's a million other symbols because it's blood relatives. Did we mention it was blood relatives again? Sorry, we're back on blood relatives. Blood relatives season. Season three, episode eight. So we also see deer right away. So then I was like, oh, is it deer? When do we see the stink bug? 
the dung beetle. Later, not till later. At least I didn't notice it until later. Okay, good. I didn't either. I was hoping no, that I didn't, I didn't miss it. They, this episode is like the first third is all goldfish and fish. It's all fish. And then it, fish. It, they go away from fish for a while. And then they come to, they do like different animals, dead animals. And then all of a sudden there's a beetle. It's there Out of nowhere that makes several appearances in the last one third of the, like I would say the first two thirds is fish, last one third beetle. But that goes with my theory that all the shows are connect, all of both of our theories that all of the shows are connected because I've seen other episodes where the main creature is a beetle. And then there's a jar of something, which I have mentioned before, that creepy jars that are like American Horror Story that makes an appearance out of nowhere. It's weird, you guys. This episode was weird. Okay, so here we go. We are in Edgewater, Colorado. It looks beautiful. I'm moving there. We see another fish in a lake. Then we meet the DeWild family and we see a family photo of them that's framed. And next to the family photo is a goldfish. So it's definitely a goldfish. But then I felt like sometimes we're seeing trapped fish like in a fishbowl or in a bag. But then sometimes we're seeing freshwater fish. So I think there's an analogy about being trapped and free it is like a metaphor upon an analogy trapped in a simile. Wrapped in an enigma. Yeah, I think I thought it was just a goldfish, but I think it's just fish. I think there's a theory and I think one person is the fish. Oh, you thought about this. Yeah, I do. I did. Because I didn't think about it until last time when you said that that person was the praying mantis that came right, from that came the, back to life. Yeah. It came back to life. And I was like, oh, so it's a specific person, not just the theme of the epic. But you said that before, too. You said someone was a snake and someone was a this. I have. I definitely have. It's like a sign. It's not just the whole episode. It's like there's a person that is that animal. Yes. But they're running out of animals. Well, they can't be running out of animals because we're in season three. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a... They're already at fish. So, okay. Yeah. okay. Sunday for the DeWild family is Boys Day Out. And it takes more than a little roadkill to ruin a Sunday morning. So we see the two older brothers who are like in their 20s hosing off the front of their truck with chunks of dead animal flesh. Like chunks. With bright red like arterial blood. Like but, that's coming off running because they're hosing puddles. it, so it's just red water just like seeping down, like this shining elevator. And then this really disturbing little Tonka truck, the like little electronic kid truck, but it's it's making tracks in the blood, which is really creepy. Which means there's a child nearby. No, so okay, so there's there the brothers are laughing. Like fun Sunday times, we just killed an innocent creature, bonding time, Sunday, bloody Sunday, bloody like Sunday morning. And yes. they are brothers, Danny and David, incredibly close. Danny's son comes and plays with the toy remote control bulldozer slash Katie is looking it up what it's actually called. Excavator. 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 There we <gasps> did go. Did I get it? The exact you same time? You did get it. You... Amazing. We nailed it. So he proceeds to drive this remote control bull excavator toy yep. right into the blood on the ground. And then in the little 
the claw of the excavator is a little figure of a toy figure of a man. Yeah. And he drops it in the blood and he's just looking like a creepy red rum kid. And then I'm thinking this must be foreshadowing. I thought uh, so like, too. This is foreshadowing. For sure. But also, is this normal to let your child play in like puddles of like it's a mud puddle and they're stomping around in it, except it's blood water? Is that I need to hear from parents who hunt and are in that culture. Is that normal? That seems like dramatic effect, cinematic effect. Okay, so we don't think the brothers actually let the son play in the puddle whatever animal they hit was enough to the car is so damaged like (laughs) they don't ever but they're laughing it It was a fun sunday morning it wasn't just that it was roadkill it was that you wrecked your suv because the whole front end is like falling off the the car because they're just hosing it off like that's gonna fix the problem they do a wide shot and the one end is completely like the bumpers off and the thing okay then Brenda Strong saying it won't take more than a little roadkill to ruin their evening. They're still going to have a great time. She's lying. No, that would ruin your month. Yeah, you hit like a bear. They hit a massive animal. So no, I don't think they're going to let their child come out and like pick deer carcass or whatever <laughs> off the truck and put it in their little chunks excavator. of flesh. Yeah, it's it's strange. Um, But great job on the chunks of flesh prop people. It looked pretty There's good. a couple times that prop people really nail it in this, and then makeup comes in at one point and kills it. Like, <laughs> kills it in a job. good way or a bad way? Kills it. It kills it in the best way possible. Okay. Nailed it. So here's why. Oh, maybe it doesn't ruin their month because they're all mechanics. So they can just fix it. I mean, they'll still have yeah, to pay for so. parts, but labor will be free. So they love to go. do mechanic stuff. Their father, Don, is a master mechanic. Now Katie is making me realize there are three Ds, David, Danny, and Don. So Don brings son DeWild. Danny. A tr- DeWild. DeWild, yeah. David, Danny, David. and Don DeWild. It's a lot. Don brings Danny a train because Danny You're going to have to say Father Don. Father Don really brings son Danny, who's like 30, a train because he has a huge train toy set at home. Yeah. Is that a red flag of a hobby? Like collecting swords or is trains? Okay. No trains is trains is great, but that's not what he brought him. Yeah. It was a, it was a train for his train set in the box. No, Mm -hmm. it's not. What did you think it was? It's not. It's like a mechanical part for a car, but later they show him putting it on the train set. I thought it was a mechanical thing at first too. I thought that then when they go to Don's garage, they he's got that part again and he's looking at it with all the cars around him because it's some weird like transformer looking. Yeah, it did. It looked like a flux capacitor. Stereo? Yeah, maybe it was stereo. So it's not Random mechanical object. Random mechanical object. Next, we are in Dad Don's auto garage where he is feeding a scary looking eel of some sort. Literally a screaming eel from the Princess Bride. With in an aquarium, he's feeding it little fish so the water gets all bloody. So that's a second bloody water. I think he was feeding it roadkill. No, I thought it was a fish. It was real bloody when he put it in. What fish is so bloody? But I thought I saw a close-up of a fish. But maybe they were feeding it roadkill. Either way, disgusting. It's all bloody. Real gross. 
Do people keep eels as pets? I didn't know that. And also, do eels eat blood? Do they keep their eels in an aquarium in their auto garage? That's the part that I don't get. So his garage yeah. is called Don's Toy Box, and they tinker with cars there. Close up of Don looking at a dead fish that isn't supposed to be there. He's looking, he's looking like at the engine of a car, and there's just a fish in the engine of the car, and he's very confused. So he's like, not sure. Is it his imagine is it his imagination? It doesn't, the screen doesn't get all dark, like when people have those weird flashes on the show and everything gets all wonky. So confused. Then we see a close-up of a fish skeleton, which is also just displayed in the auto shop fish skeleton. They're really going overboard with the symbolism. We get it. It's about fish. Kitchen scene. Katie was right. We officially do get a kitchen scene right at the beginning. Every show. I've watched 20 of them. Every time there's a kitchen scene. Yes. There's only one that doesn't, and it's because it starts with a funeral. Oh, interesting. Danny's wife, Heather, is cooking a family meal, and it appears to me... Now, I was wrong about the tomato soup slash punch slash were they slices of blood oranges or were they slices of tomatoes. So I'm... What What were you? Wrong. You stated very emphatically in our last Dateline episode that you would die on the hill. Oh, it still looks like it to me. I still think they're tomatoes, but everyone else thinks they're... I'm. It's like I'm in the Twilight Zone because to me, they look like tomatoes still. The photo's on Instagram. Check it out. <laughs> But so I'm hesitant to say what this dish appears to be. But to me, it looks like a simmering pot of tomato sauce with a bunch of fish heads in it. So maybe I, it looked like mussels to me. No, they're fish heads. One thousand oh, percent. There you go. There's like five of them and it's just the heads poking out. Yes, it looked like mussels to me, but I'm watching on a small screen. Yeah, definitely fish heads. And we see her cutting the heads off fishes. But I would think you would put the whole fish in it. I've heard of. So is it like a fish pasta sauce or a fish tomato soup? I I think it must be like a Putin. Do you know what Putinesca is? It's made with sardines. It's a red sauce that's made with like you can have sardines in it. Okay, I'm. I'm assuming it's a version of that, that you use the fish heads to add the flavor and then remove the fish heads when you use the sauce on a pasta. So she's just making a super fancy sauce. Super for a fancy for a Sunday family, whatever. But also, I'm not 100% sure. Do not at me. It could be a soup or something that I don't know about with fish heads in it. The tomato sauce was very thick. So it didn't it didn't look like a soup. It looked more like a sauce. Yeah, there we go. So she keeps cutting the heads off these fishes, fish, and she just loves it. She's like the reincarnation of a guillotine operator in a previous yeah. life. Yep. But you know what's better than fish head tomato soup or fish head pasta sauce? Is it monk pack? It is monk pack. You can get healthier snacks with lots of protein and taste good and have no fish heads in them. Monk pack keto granola bars contain just one gram of sugar two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. Katie and I are obsessed with them. I also recently sent Mom Joni some because she heard us talking about them on the show. And, and I sent thoughts? her some. She texted me, 
I downed two of the bars and they were so good. So good is in all caps. The, I didn't know she knew how to use caps. The chocolate chip one and the first one was honey something. I still have the pecan, which I'm bound to love. Yes, you're going to love it. Pe- pecan. And then she said, "Exo." By the way, she did not know I was going to be using this for an ad. Those are just her honest thoughts and how she texts. That's just how enthusiastic she is. These keto granola bars are gluten-free, grain-free, fish head-free, plant-based, non-GMO, with no soy, trans fats, sugar, alcohols, or artificial colors. They're great if you're following a keto diet or you just want to eat better. They're soft and chewy, and the flavors are great. They have coconut cocoa chip. That's alliteration. That's three C's. Peanut butter, and peanut butter's new, I think. And blueberry almond vanilla so good yes so good love that one. katie and i are obsessed with these bars i just signed up for a subscription to my favorite flavors so that i can get them every month it's the best way to do it yeah 10 percent off every order ships them to me automatically that's a game changer because if they're just like in your house you don't have to think about it it makes it making a healthy choice so much easier because it's right there for you I absolutely so try it for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code date dateline at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed by a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K. P-A-C-K.com and select any product, then enter the code date dateline at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. Thank you, Monk Pack. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars. Thanks, Monk Pack. We're gonna add some lyrics. It's gonna no, be more that's it. Oh, that's it. There are no lyrics in Alvin Simon Theodore. Yeah, you're, that's a good call. You're right. Are there lyrics? Are there? Getting into trouble? Something about getting into trouble? Simon's really smart? I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. That's okay, a great I'm gonna have to... call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Monk Pack. We'll figure it Thank out. Thank you. So, and Joni's ordering her own, by the way, because I only sent her a few, so she's immediately ordering more for herself. Okay. So then we see a close-up of a fish necklace on Heather. I don't understand. You saw a fish necklace? I only saw, I saw a different thing. There's a necklace That's, too? There's a necklace too. It's a set. Wow. Oh, okay. It's a set. It's All a right. set. Yeah. So later we see an anklet, but right now in the kitchen, we see the necklace and it is not a Jesus fish. If that's what you're picturing, like someone might have on a necklace. It is. No. It's a fish fish. You know, when people love an animal and that becomes their thing. You know, like, and then that's what you buy for them. Like, they love dolphins, so you buy them dolphin stuff. Or my mom loves elephants, so she has way too much elephant stuff because that's what people get her. Does anyone pick a fish? Yes. Do they? I can see them picking, like, a seahorse. I know someone that had turtle. I I can totally see turtle. I love turtles. Yeah, I think people absolutely pick up goldfish. Just fish? Like a goldfish? Yes, definitely. Like, goldfish is my spirit animal. I forget where I am every 15 seconds, and that's why I'm a goldfish. When is she wearing the necklace? In the kitchen. Close up. Weird. So I saw the anklet in the kitchen. When do we we see the necklace right before they show us the, the anklet? Oh, then maybe it was just the anklet the whole time. 
It was a close-up. I Maybe I just assumed it was a necklace. I saw the anklet in the kitchen. Because it's all we see is skin. We see skin. No, you see an ankle bone. Maybe. I think I thought it was a neck bone. I'm just I'm. I'm wondering, because then it flashes to it. Did you only see it much, much later? Yes. The anklet? No, they yes. show it twice. And the first time is in the kitchen. I think you may have seen an anklet. Maybe I saw an anklet. So she lo- she has it. So again, she loves fish so much. She tells the world. On her ankle. On her ankle. It's a big charm for an anklet. That's all. That's the only reason I'm bringing it up is it would clank. I mean, you'd feel it. That would be annoying. That's why I never had charm bracelets. I feel like it gets a little... I yeah I can't do a dangly bracelet. Either. I have one, and it's a like special occasion only. Yeah, it's like having an ankle weight, <laughs> like when you put on ankle weights and then you go power walking. So Heather, we learn, is feisty, and you shouldn't cross her. But she was a our fish feisty. Is it you know that old expression? Don't cross fish because they're some they, fish are feisty. Swim all over you. Piranha. A piranha, but no one's picking a piranha as a spirit animal. Piranhas are terrifying like dinosaurs. You're about to get about a thousand emails of people being like, this is my thing. I love this fish. Piranha is my spirit animal. I love this. And this fish is feisty. We're going to have every entomologist <laughs> in the country coming after. I can't is wait. It entom- is, that's not it. No, I don't that's know not what right. The fish, I don't know what the fish st- study of fish is, but t- study of fish is called ichthyology. Ichthyologist. All of the ichthyologists are going to come out of the woodwork. If we have one ichthyologist who's the listener, I will think we've made it. I will be like, we have made it. We got called out by an ichthyologist. And let us know how much fish stuff people give you. Yes, so much. That's your job, so much. So much. So single brother David, Danny is married to Heather, Brother David is single, but he's about to plunge back into the dating pool. Get it? Plunge. I liked it. But they should have said there's plenty of fish in the sea. They didn't. They they have another one coming that's pretty good. He snares a new trout or something. Yeah. So his new girlfriend is older than him. She's 42. Okay. Keep going. Roseanne, her name is. She's an older woman. And he... Is her loving lad. Ew, Brenda Strong, don't say loving lad. That makes it sound like her child. I don't think he's that much younger. Isn't he like 33? How, I mean, yeah. how old is he? He's maybe t- 27. Oh, okay. I'm no, just guessing. I, I don't know. Okay. But don't, the loving lad is like, that just, that just is, I don't like that. Mm, mm. But she loves motorcycles and they are happy in hog heaven. There we go. Brenda is laying out the jokes. Just she's so she on fire. knew the title was weak. And so she's pushing them through in the actual episode this time because there's a few times that she's like. She does. She kills yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I, and once again, I'm cemented in the fact that I think her and Mank should co-host something together and it would just be snark, quip, snark, quip. Just... But do you think she's writing this? Because I, I really don't no, think so. No, she's not. That's a great point. And Mank does write his. Mank does. Yeah, that's a great point. So the family, the entire family is going on an annual road trip where for some reason in the RV, one of the children has two bags of goldfish. They're given as gifts. They won at a carnival. Yeah. Like, here you go, kiddos. And they each are given. What are you going to do with a plastic bag of goldfish on a road trip in an RV? Is that fish not eating on the trip? Because how you're going to open the bag. 
and like put a little food in and then what reseal it without it leaking you're not it's a mess they only last in those bags not that long you have to get them to a tank of some sort so no you're putting them in a fishbowl in a car that's constantly moving on a road trip. In a car that's moving on windy mountain roads. Although I do know a van lifer that I follow who was given a goldfish and she has it and she like somehow Velcroed it to her table so it doesn't move when she's driving. But I still think the water sloshes around a lot and the fish oh, yeah. could go flying. It's a, it's a not a great Thing to have in a moving vehicle. The worst thing to give to children who are going on a road trip in an RV. So Roseanne, the family doesn't seem to like her, but it doesn't seem to be because of what she's wearing. But it's the reason I don't like her. It's definitely the reason I'm skeptical of Roseanne from the jump. Tell us what she's wearing. She's wearing red stilettos, Kimberly, in an RV because... And a red sexy dress. Yeah, it was really the footwear that got me because you're you're in an RV. You can't you can wear a red sexy dress and tennis shoes all you want, but you can't wear stilettos. No. In an RV. She looks like a briefcase girl on deal or no deal. She does. She looks like she's going to like an audition for a boat show. And instead she's in an RV with children climbing all over her throwing balls with fish flying all around. It's it makes no sense. Why did we make this choice? And she seems kind of annoyed by the grandkids. But maybe you wouldn't be annoyed if you were wearing sensible clothing and you wouldn't be like, oh, they're going to get me dirty with their sticky hands. Like, Yeah, and I'm wearing my bandage dress that's hundreds of dollars. What are you doing, lady? No. I don't get it. I don't like so it. So Heather, meanwhile, is seething over something else, a dark secret, as she cuts up apples with a huge knife. Heather loves to chop things. She is a guillotine master. She is imagining those apples are fish heads. She bought those ninja knives on late night television. They were a bazillion dollars. She made 16 payments on them. And now she is getting her flipping money's worth. When she auditioned, they were like, do you have knife skills? Can you chop things? She's like, you won't believe what I just bought last week. <laughs> just a knife roll rolls out. They hire a chopping coach. To be her onset chopping coach. She doesn't coach. need it. She doesn't need it. She goes to Hibachi Grill and learns yeah. how to do the onion. <laughs> she t- she goes to Benihana's and she tells them how to chop. Like Dwight did when Dwight and they go to Benihana and he's like, oh, the Fukunawa. That's interesting choice. I've heard that this one's much better. <laughs> and he's trying to tell them and they're like, I think he would know Dwight. He's the chef here. So she is upset because it turns out Danny had made a bad investment and they are broke. And so she snaps at him out of nowhere on this family road trip. Bear in mind, everyone's in the RV, the whole family. She's screaming at David for dragging her on this trip when they're broke in front of everyone. The grandpa's there. Also, where's the grandma? Is grandma dead? We don't need to know about that. Just like we don't need to know what the investment was. It's a one line. We just got to move on. Bad investment. Where's grandma? Okay. And then they do something I've not seen before on the show. Coming up. They must have done that in earlier seasons. Yeah. Coming up. A preview. And then we see clips. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Turns out the tables have now turned on the brothers. David has love and happiness with his older woman, Roseanne. And Danny's marriage is falling apart. Heather takes the children and moves in with her parents. Danny is. Wait a minute. Why did Heather ask for a divorce in the RV in front of the entire family? 
What I did, did I not say that? It makes no sense. And they should not be dissing Roseanne for wearing her stilettos when Heather is causing a massive scene and ruining the vacation. She really is. If anything's going to ruin the vacation, it's Heather. It's not Roseanne. With her big knife asking for a divorce. Yeah, correct. In the middle of cutting apples, I want a divorce. I've had enough. Over the investment, period. No explanation. Investment? (laughs) Don't know. Maybe it was knives. Maybe it was an info, but she encouraged him to do that. So she pushed him invest in this infomercial knife business. Yep. There we go. And so she has feelings of guilt and anger because he didn't get out when she said you should get out now. It's time to get out. Sell, sell. And he didn't sell. <laughs> so now it's it's knives have torn this family apart. Ironically, I know what you're thinking. This murder doesn't happen with a knife. So no, it does not. There's so much knife chopping, yet the murder, it's not symbolic of it. It's not foreshadowing. Murder doesn't happen with a knife. Okay. So David is living all alone in a big empty house. The logical solution is Roseanne and brother David move in. Don't do that. And they divide the house in half, like with red tape, like on Full House when DJ and Stephanie did it, or on Brady Bunch when the boys and the girls did it. That's what I was picturing. It's going to work out great. It always works out great on those shows. So how, that house must be massive to be able to split it in half. I wonder what that's like. What a healthy living situation. Surprisingly, they start fighting. And that's wild. Heather gets her one line of the, or not Heather, Roseanne. Because what I, we should say about this show is it's all actors doing pantomiming like they're talking but we don't usually hear them talking it's brenda strong telling us what is happening in voiceover as their mouths are moving and i think that's just because they don't have to pay the actors as much if they don't have lines so really yeah oh if it's like three lines or less i think then you don't have to you they get paid a lot less if you get lines you get paid a ton more and you get residuals and all that and they're paying for brenda strong they Brenda Strong costs the big bucks. So they're giving her all the lines. So Roseanne says something like, why is he acting like this? And that's only, I think, the only time we hear her speak. So then Danny disengages himself like a real housewife from the fight and goes to his happy place, which is his model train set. And we see the train hit a person figure, figurine. You know, does people know what I'm talking about? Let's say a figurine. It's a lady figurine. Yeah. So foreshadowing. Like she's on the train tracks. And so she, that's very sad. Number one. Also very a la House of Cards season one. If you guys oh, remember that. Great call. But, but I thought the I know you think that the train is a red flag. But if I met someone who had a train running all the way through their house, like Mr. Rogers, I would think that was very cool. I like people that make models unless they're in a movie called Hereditary. In that case, I do not like it. I do not approve. That's the only thing. Yeah. No, I don't mind it at all. I love when people have hobbies. I was just asking simply if it was a red flag. I'm not saying I think it's a red flag. Wouldn't you be intrigued if you went into someone's house and they had like a train set running through, like they had cut holes in the wall and it was going through every room? If they had young children, I would think that the kids would love that. If they have kids, sure. And so they turned their childhood hobby into like a really cool thing for their children as an adult. On Silver Spoons, he actually got to ride that train around his house. And that was way cooler. But 
Well, but no one's in silver spoons. This is a realistic way to be in silver spoons. No, I'm fine with someone having a hobby like that they get really into and they go to train conventions and stuff. It's fine. Geek out over whatever you want to geek out over. So we see then the next scene, the two, his two kids are playing. The only reason I bring it up is because the boy appears to be wearing a green mechanics jumpsuit. Like he's an exterminator or he's a train conductor, Kimberly. He's a, a train conductor apprentice. Yes. yes. At 10 years old. That is the feeling we are supposed to get from that outfit. Yes. But but they're outside playing ball. They're not playing with the train at this Were point. Were you ever a child and wore dress up at any time of day at no matter what and like went to ice cream dressed as an alligator? I mean, it happens. I've never seen a child dressed like a janitor on purpose for dress up. Except it's green. If it was gray, it would be more janitorish. He might not be that. He might be a package handler. You don't know what he's trying to be. It was not a package handler uniform. We don't know. <laughs> so then we see a close up of a dead bird. Yeah, that are bird symbols. What's that a symbol of? What? Why are they throwing new stuff at us now? What's the bird doing there? I gotta add this to my list now. That should be on the list. I saw it. Okay. So then Danny tries to win Heather back with flowers and we get the best line of maybe what I think is maybe the whole series, although we haven't seen every episode. Brenda Strong says, desperation is a lousy cologne. Oh. And that's a good, that's a Mank line. That should have been a Josh Mankiewicz line. She's tough as a $5 steak and desperation is a lousy cologne. Yeah, it does sound kind of like an old-timey, like yeah. there's saxophone playing in desperation with a lousy <laughs> cologne. Yeah. Heather won't see him. He leaves the flowers on the doorstep, and then something very weird happens. No one is looking at the flowers but the camera of the show, and the camera envisions the flowers getting all bloody, where it, the screen goes all wonky, and it's like they're having one of those moments on the show, but it's usually a person seeing that and having those weird visions like they see worms or they see blood and it's not really there we but now we're seeing it it's for the audience's benefit so in case we didn't know a murder is about to happen so now you know get ready here we go we as the audience are having the envisionment murder murder visionment murder visionment that sounds like a mint murder murder vision scope murder vision scope Okay. Yeah, I love it. Another day, Heather stops off with the kids at the house so that Danny can visit with them because she has to run errands. She's never seen it again. Alive, at least. She goes missing after this. She's a missing person. 12 days past. Did you see it? Did you see the starfish? Did you see it? Where's the starfish? In the house. When the, when she comes to the door dropping the kids off. Was it on a this table? Giant glass vase oh. with a suspended starfish in it. Oh my gosh. I didn't see it. It's very big, but that's another fish. We're winding down. Now we're not at live fish or like slippery fish anymore. We're at starfish. You know why? I figured out because what? she's dead. <gasps> and she's the fish. And the starfish in the thing is obviously dead. So this is when we stop seeing fish all the time because she was the fish. Fish is dead. And now we're going to see what she morphs into in a second. Okay. I don't know if I know that. So 12 days pass with no sign. Police find her car horribly parked in a parking lot. The intern that they had do that, it's like cross the line. It's not good. The keys are in the glove box. Also, quick note, 
She has a bottle opener on her keychain. So do I. You do? I do. Why? I always have. I don't know. It's kind of a hefty. You don't even drink. No, it's a hefty keychain. It gives my keys weight. But like I can. Well, I mean, not only alcohol comes in bottles. Sarsaparilla. There's stuff that comes in bottles that you need How to. How often do you drink sarsaparilla? It's also <laughs> more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to warrant having a keychain? No. No, I don't know why I have it. I got it a long time ago at a store I worked at. And I've just had it ever since because it's like a hefty keychain, but it's come in handy because you can open other stuff with it is what I'm saying. Okay. It's good to pry things and scrape things because it's heavy. It's like a metal thing. So, but let's just say she's using it for beers. No judgment. She's using it for lemonade. She she is a mother of two young children. Does lemonade come in bottles like that? Yeah. Fancy glass. Yes. Any of the fancy glass bottle drinks with the caps that don't screw off. I don't know why she's got it. It's a little weird. I'm not judging, but I would like to hear from all the mothers out there who have bottle openers on their keychain. I bet more than you think. If I've got one. No shame. I bet it's more than you think. But you don't know why you have it. So I want to know from them. I bet a lot of people are like that. They give them out at places and you're like, oh, okay, keychain. I can find my keys. But they give you get collect so many keychains after a while. You got to wean like mine is light. I have nothing extraneous on mine anymore. It's light as a feather. See, I'll never find that. I need one heavy-duty object, and mine happens to be a bottle opener. I don't I have gotcha. any other keychains. but that. I gotcha. Yeah. Did you also notice that the windows are rolled down in the car, they said? So they were trying to get someone to steal the car because they put the gloves in the in the glove compartment, the keys in the glove compartment, and rolled the windows down. Is that what they, that's what they were trying to do, right? I think so. But usually on Dateline, when they're trying to get someone to steal the car, they leave the glo- the keys on the seat. Not hidden in the glove box, so that's not... And not in an apartment complex. You need to leave it, like, on a street. Not in... They leave, you leave it a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Like, put it in the CVS parking lot. So then we see construction workers. They're digging on a remote road. And an excavator... Yep. ...is emptying out a pile of gravel. And guess what? That one foreshadow actually was real. There's a body in it. A body with a fish anklet. This is obviously foreshadow. Really, really good. That was well done. Well done. There's a doll next to the body. Time code 1931. I need everyone to breathe and sit down if you weren't sitting down because now things are about to get heated. 1931. There is not a mustachioed baby head with the glasses drawn on with Sharpie, but instead this is a Barbie of some sort all covered with gravel and dusty. But kind of dressed like her? Maybe. Kind of is... Re- okay, so now we've broken baby gate wide open, like baby doll gate, because now I'm just convinced that that first doll was somehow supposed to be like a symbolic representation of him. But he didn't even wear glasses. This... I know. This... <laughs> Like there this, was a killer on CSI who had a tr- like a whole model set up of how he would kill people. And then any they were dressed the same and stuff. I think that happened on CSI. Someone's going to tell me. That sounds right. That sounds right to me. Yeah, it does. And, but so but th- so that would make sense if they were supposed to be little versions of that person. They are. There. Interestingly, it's just very weirdly done. I'm not going to say not well done because maybe the point is to confuse as much as possible, in which case it's perfectly done. Interestingly, they don't 
they acknowledge the mustachioed glasses baby head. Didn't uh, one of the cops kind of flick it with his pen like he's flicking a piece of evidence? Or was it invisible to the... Okay, so they saw it. Here, it becomes an active part of the scene. And one of the crime scene investigators picks up the doll, puts it in an evidence bag. They say they collected evidence and we see the doll going into the evidence bag. And I'm like, what is that? Are they... So you would assume they're going to mention it again, right? It must be... It's... This is Chekhov's gun, right? So if it's there, it must mean something and they must bring it up later. No. We never see the doll again. We don't and then know. You it. were really glad that I picked this episode. I was so glad because there I loved was a it. second doll. So we have another weird, dusty doll that, and she's very dusty. Yes, they both are covered in gravel. Are we supposed to believe that she, that doll, just wound up in that burial site with her, or she had the the daughter's doll with her when she was murdered, and it somehow got buried with her? No, this is, uh, we've never seen that doll before, just like we'd never seen that weird mustachioed doll. These are representatives of the people who are being killed. We need to see if there are any more in other episodes. If they were representations of the people being killed, I would think that the people in the scene would not e see them or acknowledge them. It would be a nod, a tip of the hat to the audience. But here, the, the people see them. It is a real thing. Well, then what do you think it is? I don't know. Well, then that doesn't help us. We are looking for suggestions and no one's giving us any suggestions. Please help us with the doll. Why do they keep putting the dolls in? I don't know. I'm really curious. Are we find... stupid? Are we missing something really obvious? It's real weird. I would think so. Like the uh, tomato slices. But no one has, none of our listeners who, some of our listeners are pretty smart. No one can figure out the doll, right? But none of them have said anything one person had something about the doll. What did I say? No, that that it was no, no. I it, I had thought it too that it was somehow the CSI like used it as a thing, right? No, like I think the it, they were making a it. joke that that doll, the mustachioed guy, had uh, rappelled down that into that ravine and died to get that doll. No, that just the it was a joke that the mustachioed doll the doll had, had re repelled itself, repelled oh, okay. down, yeah, had come to life. Okay, yeah. so it was yeah. a demon. All yeah. right. We yeah, we don't the dolls obviously have meaning here. Just giant question mark. It's like they took symbols from every other show they've ever watched and throw them at the screen. There's so many symbols. Because wait till I get to the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> okay. go. Okay. So the this part's actually horrible. The body's it, hands The murder of this is why this is the dark, not the after dark, the dark. So if you are prone, this is an upsetting portion so just trigger alert the the murder is actually pretty horrible. horrible we don't know what happens till the very end but right now we see the body and it's pretty horrible the hands and legs are tied with duct tape hence the title duct tape divorce the face is also wrapped with duct tape no no thank you sir brenda strong yeah. calls it a death mask which i did not enjoy but this was the makeup department did an excellent job on this because very clearly it's a real person mm -hmm. in this who is sitting out in the sun for a very long time in an excavator. So I'm going to also give the actor yeah. who did that props. But the makeup was haunting. It was very scary. and So it was a real person, you think? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do. One look at the body and investigators are sure they're dealing with foul play. What gave it away? Was it the death mask? 
I really don't like that line. <laughs> then they say, is there a serial killer? Is the silver mask his calling card? Maybe. Maybe. Speaking of calling cards, you can design one with Canva Pro. Yes. It's the easy-to-use design platform that helps you design like a pro, even if you're just getting started like me or you're a professional like other people that I don't know. Canva Pro can help you easily design whatever you need. It's affordable. It's easy. It's quick. They have this collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, graphics. I love the templates because the templates do most of the work for you. And you get this all with the Canva Pro subscription. So if you're a student or you're in marketing or you work for a nonprofit or you're super crafty, you have your own small business. I just realized that I can use this to promote my small business, my Etsy shop. I was just going to say hi. Yeah. Hi, I have an Etsy shop. I should use Canva to help promote it. You create a cool post with your name and some graphics to grab people on social media. Yesterday was Earth Day, and I found a fun graphic on Canva to use. And I also used made an animated post to do our Master Bob episode on Instagram. And our editor, Adam, wrote, Canva game is fire. Yeah. I, I was so excited. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Go to canva.me forward slash date dateline to get your free extended 45-day trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash date dateline. Canva.me forward slash date dateline. I love it. I feel so fancy. Check it out, guys, because the world is your Canva. Canva. I love it. I love it. So the last place Heather was seen was Danny's house. So investigators go to talk to Danny and David and Roseanne because they were all there. And they say she came, she dropped off the kids, and then she left to run errands. One of the detectives has a ponytail and looks exactly like Harvey Keitel. Yeah. They are suspicious of Danny because they were going through a divorce at that time. So that's a great motive. But Danny pulls out a receipt because that's what people do all the time and shows I was getting fast food with the kids at the time of the death. Don't know how they know the time of the death. It still seems like there would be plenty of time to do the murder and get fast food. Whatever. Uh The show doesn't explain all that. Just go with it. The detectives bring in a bloodhound to search for the smell of death. Such a cute puppy. Yeah. The doggy is a good boy, but he doesn't find anything. Then they go to search David, the brother's car. Not sure why. Did they search Danny, the actual ex's car? We don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a compact. A compact. It wasn't an SUV. So they just think he wouldn't. You can fit a body in the back of a compact car. I would think so. But maybe they saw the SUV and were like, okay, if you were going to transport... Or maybe the show just left it out. Maybe so. Yeah. They show David, the brother's car, the spotless interior belies a terrible secret. And the bloodhound alerts in the car. So there was a body in the car. Then we see in the coming up, a crawling beetle. Beetle. We have not seen fish for nary 10 minutes, but now we have a beetle. Okay. It's a dung beetle, right? Maybe. I think it's a dung beetle. I don't know my beetles. Yes, it is. It's a dung beetle. Okay. Police want to talk to David, but are shocked to find out that he and Roseanne 
quickly got married at the courthouse. They think they did this so that they won't have to testify against each other. And to demonstrate that they don't really care about the marriage and they're doing it for that reason, she throws the bouquet down on the floor at the courthouse and runs off. That's rude. Do not litter and throw your bouquet down on the floor. That's day class Maybe someone else could use it. Yeah, hand it to someone else or give it to the person that works there. Here are some flowers for your desk. She throws them down on the floor. I don't like it. They don't it. go with her outfit. Yeah, she did wear a white dress, but it's a little short dress. That's okay. No, it's fine. I'm just saying they. she did care about the wedding in some points, but they make it seem like they just did the marriage to not have to testify against each other. I think they definitely did. I don't know if we even needed to see the courthouse scene. I think we could have just maybe had insert of pictures, but that's fine. It seemed like a day of shooting, that, like an afternoon of shooting that was like... Yeah, that it wasn't necessary. Yeah. I'm not sure if they needed it, so that's all right. David tells the police that he's innocent. How mm-hmm. his car acquired the subtle aroma of a corpse, he has no idea. Roseanne says that day she entertained the kids for a bit and then went upstairs and watched TV. My kind of girl. Play with the kids for five minutes, give them back to their parents so I can go watch murder shows. Wait a minute. Question really quick. I, I just want to add, go back to the dog really quick. Why did the dog bark when he smelled the scent of death and not sit down? I think they can have different alerts. It's they not do. always sitting down. All right, I think fine. it depends on the dog or the trainer, but I could Got be it. wrong. Okay. Let us know. Do we have any dog handlers out there? Yeah. So police look at all three of their phone records and records show over 13 calls between the three of them in a few hour period. It's very suspicious. Yeah. The cops have these weird bamboo balls on their desk, like from Pottery Barn or Pier 1. Not what a cop would have on his desk. You don't know. I I do know. I watch a lot of Datelines. Maybe in Colorado, that's their their jam. (laughs) Okay. Their office looks like Crate and Barrel or something. It was very strange. I wonder if they thought about it on set. Put the balls. No, they don't. That's not right. Well, we don't have computer screens. We don't have enough. We have to put something here. There's got to be space here. We don't have any more file folders. Like they ran out of stuff. So bamboo balls. That's it. Decorative balls. During the coming up, we see a pig being slaughtered, I think, in silhouette with blood dripping down. Like the creatures in silhouette, but I think it was a pig. Blood dripping down. I don't know. The case goes unsolved for a while. We see fish swimming in a koi pond. Fish, I was so glad fish were back. They didn't abandon us. But the reason I think it's fish swimming in koi pond, because she's free now. She's not trapped by the family in a tank. She can swim freely in the koi pond. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah, out of the bowl into the pond. Yeah, that's the Into the great pond beyond. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, the great beyond pond. Beyond golden pond. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I also thought it was representing spring because we're in the spring of 2009 now. How many years have gone by? Unsure. Okay, I don't remember when the murder is, but I think it's like seven years. I think it's a chunk of years. A long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Finally, a cold case detective figures out something. Technology has advanced and will now let you see the location of where those 13 calls were placed. Mm-hmm. One of the family members did make a phone call near Heather's abandoned car and it's brother-in-law David. Oh, so boy. he at least moved her car. They arrest all three of them. I don't know how that's enough. <laughs> and they charge them with murder, but they have to prove it. 
because I don't think they have enough. I don't think so either. Unless D- David flips on Danny and Roseanne, they'll get off. And David well, will maybe take the heat for all of it. Because David has the dog alerting in the car and that the cell phone is pinging. Both things are on him. Nothing is on the other two. Right. Okay. So will one brother rat out the other? Probably. Yes, yes of course. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely. He makes a deal. And with lots of great face acting. Yeah. He's telling the police what happened. Apparently, Heather came over with the kids. Dan, and so then we start to see reenactments, mur- murder enacted scopes. Yes. Of everything. Again, this is a trigger warning. Yeah, this, this part's is a pretty brutal. gruesome crime. Yeah. Danny says, Oh, thanks for bringing over the kids. I want to show you something in the garage. Brings her out to the garage, and David is waiting there, but he doesn't really do anything till much later. Not mm-hmm. sure why he had to be there. Danny pushes Heather down and they have a tarp laid out on the ground. He pushes her down. Just blanket. If you walk into a place and there's a tarp, back out of the room. Yeah. Back out slowly. Do not. No, turn. just run. Turn yeah. and run. Turn. Oh, so don't back out. Just turn and run. Just like step back out of the room and then run. Then run. As okay. soon as you're out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. back up, spin 180 and then run away. Yes. And run in a serpentine motion because they're less likely to hit you. Right. Just get out of there. Serpentine, Babu. Serpentine. (laughs) From Archer. So I remember. (laughs) So he pushes her down and she lands right next to petrified jar of pig fetus. It's a baby pig in a jar filled with like formaldehyde. Why is that in the garage? Why is it in the garage? Why was it in the garage of the tartan one? Why was not the tartan one, the BDSM one? Is it the same one? No, but I don't know if it was a pig. He had jars of mushrooms, but he also had jars of weird figures. Maybe it was a pig. It's all stuff that in the first season of American Horror Story, when they go down in the basement, it's all that stuff that you would find there. It's also in the opening sequence of American Horror Story, I think. So... Weird jars are coming from other episodes being in other. Okay. Makes no sense. I I hear you. Also, a huge handful of pills fall to the floor in slow-mo like she had 15 loose pills in her purse. Are they implying she was hooked on pills? Or it's like you have one of those pill a day cases and it just burst wide open and all of your week's worth of like multivitamins and Zyrtec. Because if it was in a jar with the childproof cap, a little bottle, it's not opening when you fall down. But like this was. Did she have her purse on her arm? She, I think she had her purse on her arm and then they throw her down in slow-mo. It's a handful of pills like in a commercial for pharmacists. And it just falls down to the floor. I think they were just trying to think of something that a woman might have in her purse that would scatter. How about change? Change. How about Tic Tacs? Gum? Mascara. Like, like, But like, no, they're looking for little things that will scatter as you fall. What would have been better in this moment is if the anklet had broken off her ankle. If you want to show falling... Show something that has a significance. Well, the thing that did fall is those insurance cards. He gives her insurance cards with the two kids' pictures on them 
which is weird. Yeah, that's how he lured her to the house. Yeah, so those fall onto the floor. But the pills make me think it's symbolic of something else or they're implying something about her having pills. And I don't think they're trying to do that. But we never hear anything else about it. Yeah, exactly. That's like disparaging her character by making it seem like she carries around a bag full of loose pills. It's it's interesting. It was an interesting choice. I'm not sure if it gave the effect that they wanted. Really what it does is gives us more questions. It does. So then Danny hits her over the head with a mallet and instantly a beetle crawls yep. across the mallet. Like the somehow is there. jumped on. It was already on it and it sw- hung on for dear life. We're just flying fast and loose with the symbols. They're just come. Symbols come at you fast. And if you blink, you're going to miss one. Well, I think she is now. I know you think she's a free fish, but I think she's actually turned into the beetle. She might be the beetle now. I don't know what that symbolizes, but. I don't either. They probably mean something in history. I'll figure it out. Okay. It's like cats in Egyptian culture. Like scarabs. What's I think beetles stand scarab? for things. What? What's a scarab? The Egyptian death beetle. Oh. It like I think it can symbolize death or new life, but I think a cicada's new life. Like beetles, they mean something. Also, she's not of that culture. So, and if she was of that culture, the show would hit us over the head with it. Sorry, no pun intended. Like with the Scottish theme from the other week. Yeah. So I have no idea why they're using this one. Very strange. What does it symbolize? Beetles of the scarab. Oh, it's a, it's part of the scarab family. It roll dung into a ball because of symbolic action, blah, blah, blah. Heavenly cycle as representing the idea of rebirth or regeneration. There you go. It's just like scarab. So maybe that's what it is. You think they're that researched? Why else is it there? I t- why is the pig? Why is the doll there? There. Why was the dead bird there? What about the dead bird? Her wings have been clipped. I don't know. <laughs> we can't talk about it. I don't know. So- Danny and David, this is when Danny, who is, was waiting, lying in wait, finally gets part of the crime. And he helps Danny tie her up to the rafters with a rope to hang her, which is the worst thing I've ever heard. I don't know why they don't just finish hitting her with the mallet and kill her that way because they have a tarp. So the blood will be contained. It's really weird. So the only the only saving grace I'm thinking about in this, they do tell us it takes her a few minutes. Yeah. But I think that she was out. I don't think she was conscious for this. They don't tell us that. But if she was hit on the head with a mallet. Yes. I do hope and think that she was unconscious. But then why not just put on some gloves and strangle her with your hands instead of tying her up in the rafters it's really awful it's it's so horrific and so cruel but it's also so complicated why add this whole new it is it's incredibly complicated yeah why add this whole that's way more effort and this is the only reason i can think we're seeing the baby pig is because it's like hogtied we're back at that analogy and and we saw the pig tied up and slaughtered exactly so and because they're tying her and then later they use those ropes to tie her in the tarp yes tie that tarp with ropes and we see one of the investigators fiddling with a rope yeah, because it had these really complicated knots and the knots were all bound with electrical tape. It was kind of like this really intense knotting system. Well, so they explained that they bind her up to make it look like a ritualistic killer. Right. So that I kind of get. 
to make it look like it's a crazy serial killer on the loose. But I still don't get why they had to hit her over the head and then hang her instead of anything else that they could have done while she was lying there unconscious. It makes no sense to me. Leads me to believe that this had to be really well organized. Yeah. This had to be, this was not a spur of the moment or a day of type situation. You planned that. Yeah. So meanwhile, the kids are inside the house and the boy is making a train run over a figure. Again, that's the second or third time we've seen that. No one's hit by a train. And the girl is ballet dancing. And Which is so sad. Stop doing that. Why are we seeing this? Roseanne, who's like babysitting because that was her job at the time, is pantomiming and you can't see what she's saying, but she appears to be saying like, jump, jump, or like trying to coach this girl in ballet dance. She doesn't know what she, plie, she doesn't know what that is. She's not a dancer, but she's teaching this little girl. I don't know. Anyways, it's very sad that they were in the house the whole time and this is going on in the garage. Really awful. Horrible. So Roseanne spent some time in prison, but they let her go. And everyone in the town, surprise, surprise, still thinks she did it. But she doesn't serve any more time. The dad is also cleared. They don't think dad Don had anything to do with it. They did search his garage at one point and they didn't find anything. Yeah. Danny goes to trial. They play David's videotape confession during the trial at this point we see the real brothers who are not attractive and creepy they are they kind of think they're cool they think like the yes one they're... guy's got like sunglasses on. i was like what who are you guys but in actuality they're pasty and they're they're everything about their face was like slightly off like their eyes and their hairline and their eyebrows it was like they took they're wearing someone else's face skin. Oh, it is a little bit like that. I feel like maybe murderers have that look. You've got to have something off with you if you're able to commit these kinds of crimes, right? Yeah, that's possible. Maybe it makes you into that because... But they were getting ladies. So what did it... Well, so, so does a lot of people do. If there's nothing... They both like... I mean, the unfortunate thing is they couldn't keep quality one and Heather seemed quality. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was really like the one guy comes on in the interview and is like, it's going to be brother against brother. I don't know if I could testify against my brother. And I'm like, these guys can. Yeah. These guys are out for themselves. So after seeing his brother's testimony that totally says that he did the whole thing and it was all his idea, David decides to plead guilty. No, Danny decides. Sorry, to plead Danny pleads guilty. David is still on the hook for doing helping, obviously. David gets... David gets 12 years, you said? No, a lot more than that, I thought. No, David gets 12. Danny gets, sorry. 75 or something? 75, but David only gets 12. He only got 12. Oh, yeah. that's not enough. That was his, because he helped with the murder. He didn't commit it, he said, but I think he did do more than he said. I don't think there's any way that Danny just did all the bad stuff and David just stood there. I think there's absolutely no way. Well, he helped hang her up and he admits that. That's pretty bad. I think he may have done worse than that. That's, yeah. So but Yeah, that is pretty bad. That's insane. But they really wanted Danny. So they did that plea deal. They really did. They probably want, really wanted Roseanne, too. But he would not give Roseanne his wife up. David He was do true it. blue to his wife, but not his brother. So they think the motive was the house, the money, the child support, all of that stuff that the divorce was going to cost him. Then we see a leaf symbolically floating down a stream. Mm -hmm. But no fish in the water. Mm -mm. Because she was the fish. 
So then I started to think, see, I thought that eel was being fed fish and I thought they are the eels and she is being fed to them to eat. Could be she's the bloody fish. But you think that that bloody thing was the roadkill they were feeding the eels. It was really bloody for a fish. It was that red arterial blood again. And maybe they were just doing that for effect, but. Unsure. But I still think they were eel-like. Also, they kind of look like eels. They do. They did have an eel kind of slippery look to them. Yeah. Like Flotsam and Jetsam in Little Mermaid. Yes. Yes. So so what I have on my list of symbols, beetle, deer, slash roadkill, slash dead bird, slash pig. So dead animal. Dead animal. Okay. Blood, obviously. Pills? Question mark? Yeah, I don't know. Barbie doll. WTF. And pig in jar, which I don't think is related to the hog tie, or maybe I it is. I think we have to just say jarred item. Jarred item, because we've seen it in other episodes. Wait, jarred I'm sorry. Item. And also, you got goldfish, right? Specifically goldfish. Specifically goldfish, but it's some when she's loose, it's like more like one of those big fish that swim in a pond. And but dung when it's, beetle. Yeah, dung beetle. And when she is confined in a jaw in a bowl or a bag, she is a goldfish. That's what I think. I don't think I missed. Did I? Miss I don't know any? why we didn't end with an animal. We get no animal in our closing moments of this episode. No. So they they do it all throughout, and then I thought for sure we'd get the beetle. No, yeah, we only see the beetle like twice. I don't get it. Why do we see the beetle at all? Well, maybe she because because you think she's the beetle. Yeah, I guess. I think she should have been the fish at the end, swimming free. I think we should have had one more fish. I think they screwed the pooch. I think we needed one more fish in the crick at the end. Yeah. Just swimming around by the leaf. One fish. One fish. Unless the leaf, the leaf is supposed to draw attention to the fact that there's no fish there. But earlier we did see a fish swimming free. So because I thought because she's. She's free now. She's a spirit. She's not in their trap anymore. I feel like we could have used one more koi shot and then just called it good. And I feel like that would have tied it up in a bow. Instead, we're left no animal, question mark, and a very, very sad murder. A handful of pills. Were they trying to imply she was going to take her own life? No. No, I don't think so. Because there was no reason for her to. No, she was had the kids. She was going to be thriving. So why did the pills fall? Why did the pills fall? Oh, we Why don't the know. Barbie doll? Was it in her purse when they killed her? Did you do your matchup yet on IMDb? Because we need to compare this episode to the other doll episode, to Clash of the Tartans. We need to compare this one and Clash of the Tartans, see who's the same, because yeah. and find out what other episodes on Blood Relatives they've directed and yeah. watch those first to see if there's dolls. And I, specifically at the murder scene. I, I think that's a great idea. Or we could task that with our listeners. Maybe start watching Blood Relatives. Let us know when there's a doll. Let us know if there's any other dolls. And I also want to know about jars with formaldehyde. Yeah, jars with items in it that are fermented. Fermented jarred items. Yeah, because it kind of went with the mushroom episode because it was just like mushroom stuff. But definitely in that BDSM episode, there was the jar in the garage. Again, in a garage. Because that's where you keep your jarred, petrified baby animals. That was Tartan. Tartan was. Yeah, that was Tartan. Oh, same time in a garage. Yeah, in a garage. Blood Relatives really does not disappoint. No, it does. It brings it every time. It really does. Every time. 
And also this gave us one of my favorite hairdos, which is the buzz and bangs. What's the buzz and bangs? They don't show us until the very end. The whole head is buzzed except for thick bangs. Who had that? The daughter. You didn't see it until the very end. Oh. So she's, David's daughter's being interviewed and I mean- we're not going to talk about it. She's it's very so sweet. sad. It's so sad. Adorable. Looks like Rebecca from Sunnybrook Farm. Like could not like looks like young Jodie Foster. Could not be cuter. Yeah. It the it doesn't go with the show when they have on actual people that were involved or lost someone because the theme of the show, the music is it's all f- like very lighthearted and like a play cheeky. It is. And then they cut to someone who is actually involved, a daughter. This is David's daughter. David's daughter. And so. So David goes on to have a daughter with Roseanne. I don't know. We don't know anything. I think he had two children before. Because he was in prison. So. No, he had, but he, they were born before because she remembered Aunt Heather. She speaks about her. She her did. Aunt. But th- so th- they are just not in the story we are led to believe David is a single guy with no children when he meets Roseanne. Yeah. So he already had children. We did not in the story, but he also only got 12 years. So he's probably already paroled at this point. So, so that girl that we see does get time with her dad. That's true. And you're right. She says she loved Heather. So her aunt Heather. So was, yeah, it was sweet. So she was around at that time. Yes. And we see her face on in the interview the entire time. And it looks like she just has these really cute kind of thick bangs, like great bangs. Yeah. The kind that aren't like spacey. You know, she had good bangs. And then at one point she tilts her head forward because she's thinking or she's upset something. She's thinking about something. And you see that's all the hair she has. Yeah. It's awesome. The entire rest of her head is like almost bald with like maybe a fourth inch of fuzz. Yeah. It's super punk. Total. Yeah. Yeah, and I just love that because she's this really cute girl with this super punk hairdo. The buzz and bangs. That's what it's called. So she's got super a buzz cute. and bangs. Yeah. I, I saw can never it one pull it time. off. No, it's hard. That there was one girl that I went to camp with that had that hair. And my sister and I talked about it for years if we never have the guts <laughs> to do it. Because it was cool. Because she had it in like when we were little. Yeah. It was very, it was very hip. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, that has nothing to do with the story. I just, it was an interesting side note. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed and let us know. Stay tuned for next time. Yeah. I think we're just going to keep doing blood relatives because I really enjoy it. Katie, I think enjoys it. I do. I do enjoy. I do enjoy the, the kind of analytical part of my brain loves it. Yeah. And I know that English lit minor part of your brain loves it because you're just looking for the things and they give them to us. Yeah, they do. Just don't tell ID how much we love the show because the last time we loved the show was Elder Skelter and Stepford Wives and both those shows are no longer on the website. So we don't want the show taken away. So don't don't tell them how much we love it. They're not there anymore? No. But Betrayed is still on. We still love Betrayed. Oh, we do love Betrayed. And we will return to our beloved Betrayed and a few yeah. others. But this one is fun with symbols. <laughs> Good murder fun. I like it. Let us know what you think. We're waiting to hear from fish fish specialists. We're waiting to hear from pig petrifiers. I don't remember. There was some, but there was another specialist we were waiting to hear from. Anyways, moms with keychains, let us know. Yeah, definitely could be. Knock, Thanks, knock. everybody. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting. Petrified pig. Petr- interrupting petrified pig. Interrupting petrified pig. Who? <laughs> 
have to interrupt me, though. I tried. I couldn't think, remember what noise a pig made. I ruined the joke. We got to go. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>